thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unleash Faith. Welcome back if you are my faithful listener, and if you are new, I'm so glad you could join me this week. This podcast is intended for any woman who is willing to set aside and allow God to take full control over your life. Although I do have some guy listeners that do join me each week, and that is totally such a blessing to me as well. So continue to join me each week as I share moments of my life and how God is working on me. Allow me to become your mentor, your friend, and your sister in Christ as we live a radical life for Jesus together, learning tools and tips on how we can continue to mature in our faith daily. So if you're ready, grab a pen and your notepad and let's dig in. All right, my ladies, let's get into the word today. I am so excited for this word. Um, God kind of took it and he did his own thing with it, of course. I have been praying over the last couple weeks where to go as far as my next series in the podcast. What do you guys want to hear? I've posted it out there on social media a couple of times. I've gotten some feedback, which has been great. So all of you who have reached out to me, who have emailed, who have texted, who have just spoken to me and said, hey, I would really like to hear uh, your perspective on this on the podcast or, you know, can you answer this for me? Can you give me a tip on this? Um, so I will be getting to all of those eventually. So just continue to listen and keep pressing in. Uh, but this week, uh, before I go into that new series, I do want to just kind of share my heart and what happened to me this week. Obviously, whenever we are studying something particular, whether it's a devotional, a study uh, with a group of our other ladies, or maybe you're following a certain pastor that is on a certain topic, or your home pastor is on a certain topic. Right now, our pastor um, is on a topic of detours, and it is so incredibly awesome how he is breaking it down. He's using real life situations. He's even drawed uh, a cool doodle map that I have referenced to so many times. But then also, uh, it's kind of funny, but I sat down and started drawing out a map from my life the last 10 years because 10 years ago is when I really was hungry for the word. I was, uh, you know, in my word consecutively all over. And then Unfortunately, I lost my father unexpectedly, and that's when I turned my back from God. Um, Obviously, even though I turned my back from him, he never turned his back on me. But God's grace and mercy, my mom praying me back into church two years later, completely saved from head to toe, all the in-between, and God's mercy and grace just covered me, and I have been livid living for him and rooted in his word every single day of my life since that day. And I'm so grateful for it. But um, last week's episode, real quick, I did want to touch back. I have had so many people outpour and come back to me and say how it touched them and how uh, the conversation between my brother just kind of clicked and flowed um, specifically and smooth. And there were so many things that both of us touched on that some of you out there are going through. And temptation was the key root of that episode. And temptation sucks, but it's real. It's it's We deal with it every single day that we wake up. It's the enemy always trying to stir up um, things in our mind, things around us. Um, and it's just, we have to use the sword of the spirit, which is God's word to reflect the enemy and to 
go, go through anything that, that he's trying to press on us. And I think that going into a new year and going into the direction of where our country is and everything that we have to be prepared um, for each and every day, because the enemy is all within our government. It is just like a black plague spreading, unfortunately. And we have to continue as believers to pray against that and pray over that and pray for our children and our children's children, our nieces, our nephews, um, our family, our friends. We have to continue to pray for one another. But temptation is something that um, I personally struggle with. I know that alcohol was my drug of choice. And there have been so many moments in the past few months that I have almost slipped up, that I have almost been like, you know what? It's Friday night. It's Saturday night. I can have a drink. I'll be okay. But I know in those moments that if I slip up or if I give in to temptation, it could be a downward spiral. I'm not saying that's what's really going to happen, but I just know the effect and the outcome that could happen if I choose to do that. So instead of that, when I have those, you know, moments of wanting to indulge in a drink or to, you know, go out and have a margarita or things like that or whatever it may be just to be transparent. I get into the word. I, if I don't have my Bible right with me, I will use the Bible app. I have utilized the version Bible app so much the last few weeks. It has been a lifesaver. Um, I, the other day I was riding around with somebody and they were on the phone and instead of just sitting there and like, or scrolling on my phone, I opened up the Bible app and I was just reading the gospel of John and I just love it. I know I've talked about it. John's just a great visual of the life of Christ and his ministry. And I love it. Uh, But yeah, if you don't have, if you don't have your Bible available, definitely download the Uversion Bible app. I know you can do it from an Android or an iPhone. It is amazing. I even have it on my iPad. So in those moments of not having my book, physical book, I at least have the word available. And that is where the no excuses come in. I tell the teenagers all the time, there's no excuse. You have God's word available all the time, immediately, just at your fingertips. Uh, But I am so glad to hear that the episode from last week touched a lot of you. And um, it was just a great testimony from my brother's perspective as well of the things that he's been through and how we have both been through that to kind of together. But again, back to squirreling a little bit, but my pastor has been talking about detours and he's uh, last week, he talked about Joseph and how he had detours in his life. And it, it was so funny. Our God is not a God of coincidence. He's a God of jokes. He's a God of unexpected laughter. And I'm so grateful for that. And so this week, I actually had a massive detour that happened. Sunday night, we had an epic night at our youth. um, I'm a sorry, I'm a youth leader at our church. uh, And I have amazing leaders who serve next to me an amazing youth pastor. And we have been kind of going in the topic of surrender and God just moved Sunday night. Uh, worship was amazing. It just flowed, connected everything specifically. And the worship band had no idea what he was going to be preaching on, but their songs kind of lined up. And that's exactly what has happened to me this week. Things that our pastor has been talking about has 
now come into play into my life. Uh, I had a massive detour this week. I feel like it's just been a week of detours and it's only like Tuesday evening right now, but (laughs) it is what it is. So Monday, my daughter was out of school, obviously. And funny story, she has to get blood work done for her doctor and it's just the annual blood work, nothing serious going on just to make sure everything is okay. Levels are good. So uh, we went two weeks ago to do the blood work and well, the kid passed out. (sighs) It was ridiculous. Of course I didn't panic or anything like that because she has done that before, but it was years ago. So I'm thinking she's a teenager now we'll be fine. And the lady's like, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, she's done this before. I I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not freaking out. Like it sucks that this happened, but I know that she will be okay. So they have labeled her the patient that now has to lay down when she gets blood work. So Monday we get up, uh, we have breakfast, we get laundry going, we make a to-do list, a grocery list of things that we have to get at the grocery store and things like that. So we go and get our blood work, her blood work, we get there. The lady's like, oh, I remember you guys. And of course, my daughter goes, I remember you too. And she looks so frightened. And they ended up doing all the paperwork, laying her on the table. And she brings her earbuds and she's listening to Adele, Easy on Me. And it's so loud that the phlebotomist is laughing because she can hear the song. Jaden is singing it and she's just trying to breathe. But needless to say, we got over that. She didn't pass out. She was good. We got out of there, got that bed and over with. So uh, we're driving. And of course, right now, I'm addicted to going to Home Depot and checking to see if there's any plant leaves on the ground so I can take them home and rescue them. And I also needed some things for a project that I'm doing here at home. So we are driving, whatever, like we're jamming to the radio and someone in front of me loses some things out of the back of their car. Well, whenever, or their truck bed, and whenever that stuff falls out, I try to get over it, but I did not get over quick enough and I ran over something. Okay, so if you know me, I have a jacked up Tahoe with big tires and I'm like, I've run over plenty of stuff before. Don't tell my husband. It's fine. Like, I'll be fine. So (laughs) I pull up to Home Depot and I park. Jaden gets out. I get out and we're hear this. And we both look at each other. She's like, Mom, I think something's wrong with the tire. And I'm like, yeah, no joke. Let's get in the car and see how fast we can get home safely. Well, and our, where our Home Depot is, there's a side street, which takes us to another side street, which takes me to the main road that I need to get home. So this side street, I never take it because one, I hate all of the stop signs. I hate all of the, the stop, the stop lights. There's always traffic. No one's ever paying attention. Somebody's always pulling out of, um, in front of you. So I always avoid it unless I'm going to see my sister-in-law and my brother, uh, because they live down that way. And that's the only way to get there. But other than that, I avoid it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll just go this way because it is what it is. We're the closest to it. So here is where God likes to be funny. So I'm driving the PSI, which is the tire pressure on the dashboard, is blinking red. I've never seen it blink red. So I'm panicking, freaking out. Oh my God, I'm not going to call Jerome right now because I'm going to handle this. I'm going to do it. Okay, first mistake there. One, my husband is out of town. 
Two, things always happen when he is out of town. Three, I start to panic and think I can take it care of it on my own. First mistake. First mistake there, taking care of it on my own. So I turn left and I'm driving and it just goes from uh, 36 to 24 without going to the numbers in between. Didn't even know that could happen. And then it goes to 21 and it is blinking and I just feel the Tahoe kind of just sag and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I pull over into this parking lot, which God again is not a God of coincidences. I pull over. I'm on the phone. I call my brother-in-law and I'm like, hey, can you come and help me? Where are you at? This has happened. I don't know how to get, how I'm going to get this big tire off of this truck and da, 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 da. So panicking, I get out of the car. And as soon as I get out of the car, I look and see one of my spiritual sisters and her daughter. And I'm like, immediately, like God just kind of put a cold sweat down my back and was like, I got you. Like, you can breathe. And looking at her, seeing at her, I literally took a deep breath. And she walked up to me because she has been uh, panhandling prayer. That's what she's calling it. Um, Every day on her lunch break, and even sometimes on the weekends, she is going and sitting out within our community at random places and asking people if they need prayer. That is so bold and so all God right there. One, because this particular sister is one who does not like to speak in front of nobody. She does not like to be pointed out. She does not like the spotlight. She does not like things like that. But her actions, because God has been speaking to her and telling her to do these things, she has been obedient and doing these things. And it is a divine detour is what we called that moment that I was in panic mode, having anxiety, freaking out, pull over, not paying attention. And I just happened to pull over in the same parking lot that she and her daughter were in, who were, who was asking people if they needed prayers. Um, I love that she's doing it. I love that her children are involved in doing it. Um, it was a great conversation starter for me and Jaden when we got back in the car. But so, my brother-in-law comes and he fixes it. It's a fiasco trying to get the tire off, put it back on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so I am get everything done on the phone with Jerome, got it done. So then I am about ready to leave and I have the spare tire on, which looks so funny and so crazy. But uh, the Lord humbled me and I got, got it taken care of. But before I left, I felt the anxiety just building up and the tears welling up because Jerome wasn't home. And anytime anything happens that is severe and he's not home, I immediately panic. I immediately freak out because one, I hate asking people to help me with anything. I hate being a bother to anybody, even though I know I'm not. And they say that they're there for me, which I know they are. But so I asked her to pray for me and for my anxiety and for and for the vehicle to cover us, to get us where we needed to go to get the tire fixed and things like that. So she prayed for us. And the whole way there, of course, my chest was tight. I was breathing in and out, trying to calm myself down, doing all the things that you do whenever you're having anxiety. And I just remember hearing God's voice saying, I'm, I'm over you. I have covered you. 
you are good. You will be fine. You will be fine. So I get to the tire shop and we do have insurance or there's some kind of protective plan on our tires. And I was so worried that I was going to have to take a hit on that. But when I got there, we go to Tire Lincoln Spring. Just shout out for them because they are amazing. Their customer service is incredible. Love it. Got there. They looked at the tire. They um, inspected all of the other tires because of what I ran over. And it was good to go. They were able to patch it and they were able to put it on. My spare was still good. They put that back. And there was no hit on the insurance plan that we had for the tires. And so I go to check out. And again, I am so thankful for everything that they did. And uh, I'm trying to pay for it. And he goes, ma'am, there's no charge. It's on us today. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, God is so good, so good, and so good. And so driving back before I left, I texted Tracy because that is the sister who is doing it. Uh, and I said, you have no idea how much you've impacted my life, uh, how you impacted my life today. And you were exactly where God knew that I needed you to be. And it's the same thing for my brother-in-law and his wife. They were in Porter having breakfast whenever I called him to come and help me. Uh, and it was just like God had aligned all of these things up for his, because he was going to use it for a bigger purpose. And what I got out of that is we don't sometimes understand why God is doing things he is doing. But he places people within our paths of those detours to calm our storms, to give us confidence, to um, help us, to teach us, to secure us. And then whenever we fully let go and we take a deep breath and we trust him and we listen to his voice and that we believe in everything that happened from the start of it to the completion of it, he will bless you. And so that's what he did for me. It started with uh, my PSIs going down to nothing, meeting Tracy in that parking lot, my brother-in-law and his wife helping me getting to the tire shop and then God blessing me and not charging me anything. Like it was so amazing and I was so appreciative of it. And it's just simple things like that, that we are to be grateful for that. We don't see the bigger picture because immediately I thought that this anxiety was going to cripple me and ruin my entire day. And, but it didn't because once they told me that the tire was fixed and that I was not going to take a hit on the insurance, I literally felt such a peace and a calm and just him saying, I told you so. I told you so. All you had to do was just believe. And that's so truthful. And I'm so grateful for um, the people who helped me that day. And of course, I was able to go on about my day and a couple things, other things happened, but God still used that moment. And that was the positive that I was able to focus on. And I think about that and so many stories in scripture and just one particular, I was praying like, God, how can I share this story and what happened to me? But then give me something that one of my listeners need to hear, maybe a reference or something. And so and I've been praying on the women of the Bible. That's something that I am going to be going into um, 
hopefully soon. I don't know which direction I'm going to be taking it. But women of the Bible mean so much more to me because I can read through all of their uh, their stories and just to see how God has used all of them, the ones who he's named and the ones he did not name in, in scripture. And my favorite one, if you know me, it is Ruth. And that's the who I want to talk about real quick for today. So this will be where our notes get in. But uh, I just wanted to share that God detour, that divine appointment that I was supposed to be there. And, uh, and the funnier part of the situation is the parking lot that... Uh, Tracy was parked in and that I ended up having to get everything taken off the truck and put back on. It was the same parking lot of the bar that I used to go to that I had the Holy Spirit conviction uh, come upon me. And that was the last place that I ever drank at. And it's so amazing that God just, he uses the places that we've been through that have been, have broken us and have traumatized us or he, the same places that those things happen, he uses those to show us things, to show us blessings, to bless us, to pour into us. And that's exactly what he did for me. So if you are in a place right now that you are broken, that things are just not going your way, I promise that God's going to bring you back to this place that you're in right now. But when he does, it's going to be a different season of your life. It's going to be a different part of your relationship with him. And he's going to show you where you came from, how far you came. And he's going to use those those ba- bad, bitter moments for nothing but blessings. So um, I love that our God is a God who does that. He is not a God of coincidence. He has a purpose and a plan for everything. So get your Bibles, turn to Ruth. We're going to be in chapter one today. I'm going to just kind of recap that and then just encourage you to read the book of Ruth. It is only four short chapters, but there's so much information that you can get from this specific uh, chapter. All right, ladies. So if you got your Bibles, turn to me to Ruth 1. We're going to be in chapter 1. If you are driving or at the gym or just hanging out at the house listening in, um, I am going to read it out loud, so just follow along. If you are one that has your Bible in front of you, um, get a highlighter available, get a pen, just in case something sticks out to you and you want to underline it. I will try to read slow. I know sometimes I get so excited and I start reading really fast and then no one understands me. So uh, Ruth chapter 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elamech, his wife's name was Naomi, and the names of the two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrates from Bethlehem of Judah. Goodness gracious, y'all know what I meant. And then they went to Moab to live there. Now Elamech, Noe, okay, I'm just gonna start over and just pray to God that he unties my tongue. <laughs> Verse three says, now Elamech, Naomi's husband, died. She was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Kilion also died and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. So here in verses one through five, we see them talking about their two sons and moving to Moab 
And then immediately the husband dies of Naomi. And then verse five goes and says that her two sons died. I cannot imagine the grief that that woman went through as well as the two wives, Orpha and Ruth. I could not imagine that grief. Yes, I've lost my father. Yes, I've lost people that I've loved so much, but to lose a spouse, I cannot, cannot imagine. And I know some of you out there have lost spouses and I know that it's a struggle and I know that every day it is hard to get up and to just go in the motions, but you are a child of God, sister. You are strong. You are a warrior. You have an army of God's people behind you there to pick you up whenever you feel like you just cannot do it. Reach out to your accountability partner. Reach out to me if you want. If you want. I mean, I would love to just pour into you and to pray for you and to just be there for you, but keep pressing on. And as we read this story you will see that's exactly what these women did. They continued to press on and we will see how God's plan unfolds for them. Verse six says, when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and sat out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness on you, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant each of you that you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and wept aloud and said to her, and they said, and said to her, sorry, we will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have more sons? Who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought there was still hope for me. Even if I had a husband tonight and gave birth to two sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. So here Naomi is going through the typical human emotion that we all go through when someone we love is has been taken from us. We have that moment of, man, God is punishing me. He took someone from me. But the reality is he's not. There's a purpose for it. There's a reason we are to rejoice and be happy that that person that we love so much, their time here on earth has ended because they are with the father. They are in that ultimate end goal for that we are all striving to get to eventually. And some of us, unfortunately, we have loved ones who go a little bit sooner than we plan. And again, that's all a part of God's detours. And we have to keep that focus. Verse 14 says, As they wept aloud again, then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but clung, but I'm sorry, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to help her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, Don't urge me to leave you or turn my back to you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be your my people, and your God will be my God. 
where you die, I will die and I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me be ever, it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So here we see Ruth, Ruth's loyalty to her mother-in-law. It's absolutely incredible that she is willing to not go back to where she came from, but to go into unknown uh, the unknown future with her mother-in-law and with no plan in motion, with no determining of what's going to happen in the future, how they're going to, um, where they're going to live, what they're going to eat, things like that. But she just says, where you go, I will go. And because of Naomi's faith, and we can see here that maybe Ruth didn't have much faith, but the faith of no Naomi's, Ruth knew and trusted Naomi enough to believe that God would still provide for them, that God would still continue to bless them. And that's exactly what he did if you keep reading. So verse 19 says, So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman exclaimed, And the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? And Naomi said, Don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Because the Almighty has made my life bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought back, brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. So verses 8 through 13, we have Naomi trying to convince Ruth to go back to her people instead of following her, but her loyalty to her mother-in-law anchors her to stay in that moment and stay and go wherever God has for them. But then also we see that loyalty again in verse 16 through 18 is that Ruth gives up everything, everything that she could go back to and start over with her own people and be with her own family to continue to care for her her mother-in-law it's absolutely huge you know the the verses show different struggles that Ruth had to face just from the very beginning of this chapter the loss of her husband the loss the dealing helping her mother-in-law with the loss of her husband and following her mother-in-law and refusing to go back to her people that fear of the unknown Ruth being left a widow she could have retreated easily back to her people like Orpah did. You know, she could have not trusted the faith that Naomi had and decided that, you know, her God is my God. Her people are my people. And that's what we say. We see here, if we go back to verse 16, if you want to underline it, it says, wherever you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. So sometimes in life, we go through things like that. We go through things that can hold us back that we have to be able to take that step forward. We have to continue to trust God and not let let fear take the driver's seat of it. We can't let fear take over. We can't, because whenever you let fear take the driver's seat, it is a downward spiral that happens. Fear, doubt, self-worth, you know, self-doubt, all these things that you think you're not capable of doing because of one negative thought. Because of one negative thought. Maybe you get into that place in a situation that makes you second guess 
the direction that you're headed in. Maybe there's a detour that's happening, or maybe you're trying to take charge on your own. But, you know, just like me earlier, when I was talking about um, having to deal with that flat tire issue on my own, I could have dealt with it on my own, but God knew I couldn't, I needed him. And that's how he aligned all the people that he did that day to help me. Doing things on our own can almost result every time in conflict and heartache. I can guarantee it. But it's when we trust God and we seek out the path that he has for us that it becomes much clearer. It's still, we will have our trials. We will have things that we go through. We will struggle. I'm not saying it's going to be peaches and cream and rainbows and unicorn farts or whatever, whatever they say all in, you know, the kids nowadays, whatever. But, but when you go through the trials with God, you become stronger in your faith. You become stronger as a believer. Your relationship with him will grow stronger in general. And, but it's when you choose to go through things without God and do it on your own, pain and sorrow are almost sure to come. You will not, you will have uh, possible depression, anxiety, questioning yourself, questioning your belief, questioning your, your faith, all of these things. And that is the wrong thing to happen. So you have to know that in any circumstance and anything that you go through, that you must go through it with God, because we cannot do things without him. And as soon as you can understand that, and as soon as you can grasp it, I promise your life will be so much better whenever you do have those trials. And, you know, having confidence and faith and believing that God is all a part of the detours in our life and that when you take his detour and the and you trust him and you have that confidence in him, the path is always worth it. No matter what you go through, no matter what happens, it may seem like a up and down kind of motion, but when you go through it, it will you will reap a reward. You will have a victory. You will have a blessing. And all throughout scripture, there's so much confidence you can find while walking through God's plan, God's detour for us. And I don't want you to let fear of the unknown stop you from taking that leap of faith. Trusting God and take care that he will take care for us and he will provide for us as well as him bringing blessings along the way, just like he did with Ruth. He ended up, if you continue to read Ruth, you see that he blessed her with security and with another husband who loved her unconditionally, who also took in her mother-in-law, which is huge. I don't know if anything ever happened to my husband if another man would take in my mother-in-law. I love her to death, but I don't know. I mean... What about you? Would you take in your mother-in-law? <laughs> but that's just, I mean, I don't know. But just Ruth was so blessed. And it all started whenever, just because of the faith of Naomi, planted that seed into Ruth. And she could see it. And she could see the faith that Naomi had. And because Naomi had it and she saw what would happen if she believed, it just overflowed into her life. Um, the benefits too of having people in your life like Naomi are to strengthen you, to guide you, to help you realize moments of joy and hope in your life when everything seems so fogged. And I say the word fogged, meaning not like there you're walking outside and there's a creepy fog across the, the yard or the pond or whatever, but I'm meaning like things are, you're not seeing things clearly. Like there is something going on that is uh, hindering, if you're looking at something or if you see God's 
if God is showing you a plan for you, but you can't see the full picture, it's all blurry, it's, it's fogged up. You have to trust God and you have to, again, you have to go into prayer for one. And you have to surrender everything over to him and ask him to bring someone to you to help you through this fog, to bring me clarity through whatever. Show me through your word, God, what you're wanting to show me. You know, bring me somebody to be a vessel to show me what you're trying to show me. Allow me to have faith like Naomi and Ruth. Allow me to trust in the detours that you bring me through in my life. And so I just want to leave you with that thought today. And I want you to think about it. Um, If you are one of my doodlers, journal doodlers, I don't know. I need to come up with like a name for all my, my doodlers. But if you are taking notes, if you are writing in your journal, I want you to write down these three questions. And I love to give you guys homework questions because I don't want you to just listen to this podcast and go on about your day. I want this to be, you're listening to it. You're hearing my story. You're hearing how I... God's word speaking to me, uh, to you through me. And I just want you to kind of allow it to saturate your heart or saturate your spirit. And the question, first question is, what is fog to you right now? If you're going through a time and you can see maybe the end result, but there's some things that are just not clear right now. What is fog to you right now? Second question Are you walking through the fog with or without God? Are you trying to get through this thick fog, this thick circumstance on your own, doing it your own way? Hopefully praying, saying, you know, I can can talk to him when I get stuck. He'll help me out. Or are you trusting him in the beginning as you walk through the fog and saying, God, I know you have a plan for me. I know you have a purpose. I know that this is happening for a reason. Whatever it may be, I'm trusting in you. I'm believing in you. I have faith in you. Are you doing that? And that's a question you need to ask yourself. The last question is, who can you reach out to you? Who can you reach out to help you through this? Do you have a mentor? Do you have a sister that you can reach out to? Do you have a pastor that you can reach out to? Do you have a friend? Maybe it's your dog. Maybe your dog is sitting there listening to you and just helping you emotionally. I mean, I don't know. I have one of those. But who can you reach out to to help you through this fogged moment? And I encourage you to reach out to that person. Let them know what's going on. Let them pray for you. Let them guide you. Let God use them as a vessel to speak the words that you need to hear. I hope that um, you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you took really good notes. Be sure to share this with somebody. Share it on your social media. You can share on Snapchat. You can share it actually through a text message. Um, And I would just encourage you to just listen. Just listen to God and listen and be ready for the detour that he has for you. Because it may seem like, a roadblock. It may seem like a wall right now, but I promise you on the other side of it, through the detour, on the other side of the wall, on the other side of whatever he has for you, there is a blessing. There is a victory and you have to stay focused on that. And I thank you so much again for tuning in and hanging out with me. You guys be blessed and stay focused.